Broadcasting from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. And you just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser, and this is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete chaos. Today's episode, we're going to learn about doing the damn thing. First, though, Android users, make sure you go to the Play Store and download the Shark Bite Biz Android app. You'll find all the audio, video versions of this show. Plus, you can buy right there our very own Dead House Coffee directly from the app. Or you can just head on to deadhousecoffee.com, use code SHARK, you'll get 20% off your order, and you'll get the freshest zombie-themed coffee delivered directly to your doorstep. And remember, all the proceeds support us producing the biggest and best show we possibly can. Now, on our previous episode with Brandon Wilson, the author of the amazing book, Sabotage, you know, we talked about how people can try to sabotage your career. Today's episode plays right into that mindset. We all live in gray. Life is nuanced, right? We've discussed that plenty of times right here on Shark Bite Biz. For most people, you're probably your, your own worst enemy, and it's your self-doubt, you know, lack of belief in yourself, or numerous other reasons. Heck, it could even be your partner holding you back from living your dream. Yeah, I preach we live in gray and we live in a nuanced type life, but there is one area that I do believe is black or white. And whether or not you are fully committed to doing something or are you being wishy-washy and just sabotaging yourself? So, who do we have today? None other than Miss Tiffany Largy. There was no magic bullet for coast-to-coast business and sales strategist Tiffany Largy. She went from being a single mom to building three, yeah, three six-figure businesses onto a seven-figure business by the age of 30. Tiffany began with no capital, but sheer hard work and determination. Today, she helps people create the income influence and impact they dream of she's the founder of do the damn thing nation a group that offers business training and support to idea driven entrepreneurs she speaks around the world on sales strategy entrepreneurship and profit building she has dedicated her life to one thing and that is end small thinking worldwide so hey I'm going to shut up now. Let's bring Tiffany right on in here. Personal growth. Tiffany, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. You, my friend, you just became Shark Bait. I know, and I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, I can tell. I can tell. So I know who you are. We go back many years. You know, I've told the stories about um, our events that, that we did. You were the speaker at one of them that I did in the city club with our executive luncheons where yeah. we ended up having uh, dessert served as the appetizer, you know, <laughs> with our anti-luncheons. 
And <laughs> Tiffany was one of the speakers. We go way back. I've talked about you many times on this show. So it's actually pretty cool to finally have you on in season three after 120 plus episodes. But we got a tradition of the show. Even though I, I've used your name a million times and talked about your awesome speech that you gave us, tell the audience out there who you are in your own words. What makes you? What do you do now? How did you get here? Basically, tell us what's the secret sauce that makes Tiffany, Tiffany. Man, you know, sometimes I still pinch myself just thinking that I even got here. 17 years ago, I was putting my kids to bed hungry, trying to figure the world out. And, you know, once you make a decision to kind of stop thinking small, stop managing other people's insecurities and ask yourself this really crazy question, like, what do you want? And mm -hmm. can I just be okay and enough right where I'm at? The game kind of changes. Today, I run a company called Do the Damn Thing Nation. But boy, yep. is there a journey in between then and today. Oh, oh, I can imagine. And I'd love to hear a little bit more of that journey. You know, I, I've talked about you a lot of times in the show, but I don't think I've ever told the story about how we actually, actually met through the City Club. And it's actually pretty, pretty cool because it was really, really outgoing on your part. And yeah, yeah. you, you, you know, you saw the, the event boards that we had, like the poster board up and you ended up <laughs> reaching out to me like, Hey, how could I be involved? Can I speak? Uh, you know, sales, marketing, stuff like that. And I was like, you know, we were absolutely full because it was over full with speakers at that point. There's no way I can get you in, but we got you into the next one. You were very first in line. And, uh, that's something that always, uh, stood out for me because you know when i first wanted to do those events i was i was nervous you know i was at the point like should i start the podcast should i do live events and i'm like i'm in la i'm doing live events i'm not doing a podcast right now yeah yeah and i eventually did it during covid obviously but to me that's something that always kind of stuck out because i didn't know how the events would go in fact my boss jeff i remember we were sitting down there an hour before the event was supposed to start and he's like, Mr. Osser, don't worry. If only one person shows up for this event, I'm going to tell everybody it was the best Aww. one person ever. <laughs> you know? And so, like, uh, it was like a week or two, I think, before the event was supposed to happen. I got your email. And that's where, to me, it was like, oh, thank God. It validated the whole idea that I had in my head that I was trying to sell to to City Club, because it was a little bit more unorthodox, you know? You have a yeah, business yeah. event, and then you have William Hug uh, doing the keynote and singing she begs. Like, how does that fit in? And I really <laughs> had to sell it. But you validated that idea because you, you, you were pretty much like, hey, this is awesome. So awesome. I want to be involved to get my name attached to it. And it really motivated me. Thank you. I never knew that. That's so dumb awesome. I love that. I, I saved it. I saved it just for this podcast episode to tell you. That's so amazing. <laughs> you know, literally, I'm literally like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because the truth of the matter is that I, I remember that. And more importantly, so many times we're looking at things and we are intimidated. And so I can totally see like, oh my gosh, like I've made this big commitment. Are people going to come? What do I do next? Is this the right thing? I think that's, you know, but that's no different than so many of the chapters that I've walked through and I'm sure many people have. So I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Thank you for that. I'm going to take oh, that. No problem. <laughs> good, good. I mean, you never know. That email that you may 
randomly send out to somebody that you don't even know. I mean, that could be make a big difference. For, I mean, even if not for you in that moment, I mean, that that somewhat I was struggling, you know, like back and forth. Are people going to show up? Are we going to get like tickets are sold, but are they still going to come to the event? You know, are yeah. people going to like it? It was stressful. It was something really new. It was new for my company. A lot of pressure. And, you know, you you wanting someone asking to be involved instead of me begging someone to be involved like I was doing. It really kind of turned the tables for me to convince me I got it. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is that I had um, I had, had the luxury of encountering you a couple of times and you were a cool guy. So even yeah. though I didn't really understand, and, and not everybody's a cool guy. So I just want, I want to point out something. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not everybody's a cool guy. Hashtag so cool guy. Hashtag cool guy. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so for me, I was like, you know what? I, um, I, I have to believe that whatever you're going to be standing in front of or beside is going to mm-hmm. just be a, a good time and a great place to be. So it made it super easy. Awesome. Yes. And the city club was a really good place. It is a place that I, to this day, I, I miss, I miss the city club adventures. That's the one bummer moving out here to Philly. Uh, It's just not the, not the same people that I've met out there in LA and I, I miss all of them, including, including you. But now let's start talking about what you're doing. I mean, first off, the name of your business is probably the most straightforward name of a business that oh, I love that. You send me that shirt, I'll wear that shirt. Uh, but, well, not yours, but done. like one for myself. I mean, you can have this one and send you a brand new one too. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, you know, everybody knows you send me stuff, I wear it uh, and, uh, and I keep it forever. But you do have a name of the business that is the most straightforward name and the most to the point name that you can come with, with Do The Damn Thing Nation, okay? Tell us, what is that about? What's, what's Do The Damn Thing about? So, you know, here's the thing. I never, I never knew that I was going to create a company that, mm-hmm. did, did, that even played in the area that we play in today. Definitely didn't know I was going to create a company called Do The Damn Thing. But I have this really core philosophy that in this life, you're either doing the damn thing or you're not. And yes. so many people just kind of sit in the middle and they believe there's a gray area, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm sort of doing this marriage. I'm sort of doing this business. I'm, you know, I'm sort of trying to lose weight, I'm, whatever it might be. Yeah. And Sort of doing me, this marriage. Right. Literally, I'm sort of, <laughs> well, we've, been married, we've been married for 16 years. We've married for 24 years. So... Like literally I, so what started happening is I sold my, let me back up a little bit, give some context. So um, I said earlier that I was putting my children to bed hungry. This is Mm -hmm. about 17, 18 years ago. My oldest is about to turn 19. And it is, oh wow, because she's in college and I'm having a whole mom meltdown these years, but but that's another conversation. (laughs) So I'm putting Jada mine a bit hungry. They're, um, they're 18 months apart. And Mm -hmm. I want to tell you that like, it was a bad time or tough, but the truth of the matter is that every other day I just wanted to die. Like I hated life. I hated life. I hated God. I hated all things in between because I made $10 and 22 cents an hour. Their dad, which was my husband was nowhere to be found. And, um, I just couldn't figure it out. And back then everybody and their mama 
just had this idea. They were like, hey, Tiffany, you know, why don't you go back to school, go get a license, go get a certification, um, go do something. You know, some some bright people were even like, you need to go get married again. I was like, what? That's how we got into this mess. Hey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> completely yeah. I mean, that, that, that's funny. Like it, in business world, like when you have a problem, it's like, well, if you, you sell your way out of the problem, you sell more. In your situation, having more kids doesn't necessarily fix the problem. Getting no, married again, no. no. <laughs> that was a no. So I I was like, listen, guys, I can't, that version of Tiffany you're describing doesn't exist. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. enough in this version of Tiffany right here, the one we have today. So I went out. I made a decision to kind of stop thinking small, specifically when it came to my story. And I stopped like uh, trying to be what everybody else wanted to be. I stopped living in shame. I stopped being, uh, letting my insecurities and then the insecurities of other people kind of, you know, win over me kind of thing. And the truth of the matter is that I went from that place to building a handful of multiple six-figure businesses. And then I went on to a multiple seven-figure business. Now, 2015, I start to hear about this industry, but I don't want you to think like I'm involved. I just... I'm like, are these people teaching other people how to how to build a business? Is that what these people mm-hmm. are doing? And all I heard was people were making $30,000 a year teaching other people how to make $150,000. And I was like, well, that's dumb. Some, something here doesn't make sense. And yeah. then I was listening to a whole industry of people who had actually never owned a business, teaching other people how to run a business. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I know that there are some people who are like four-hour work week and um, let me buy a Bentley and let me live in a 29 bedroom house for me, like building a seven figure business, what nothing more than me going, I cannot go to bed hungry and yep. I am going to make enough money to make sure I can at least just pay for my bills. Sure. But then solve my real world problems. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this parent needed this, this cousin needed this. And so I, um, when I, I, I saw this industry and I made a decision to do the damn thing. I woke up one day and I said, you know, I I definitely don't know anything about coaching or consulting or any of that, but I cannot let these people teach Mm -hmm. amazing, great humans who are out in the world just trying to figure their lives out. They're trying to help their, you know, brother with cerebral palsy and their husband who has cancer. And I kind of jumped into this industry and I, and I tell you what, I, I look back sometimes and I'm like, I can't, I still, I still can't believe, like, I still can't believe that by me making a decision for myself to do the damn thing mm-hmm. and then second to tell my story and own my story and then hold on to this thing for dear life that I'd end up here. Yeah, no, it's a, that, that's an amazing story. And I think you've said a couple powerful statements right there. The one thing that I kind of always go back to and I, I would say this is probably like the 95% of the time because you're always going to have exceptions to the rules. You're always going to have someone that, yeah, no matter what, you're just going to get bad cards. But 95% of the time, you can't control the situation by not making excuses and just doing the dang thing. You know what I mean? Just going out there, getting it done and fully committing to it. Most of the time, I find when people end up failing, is because instead of like committing to, yes, I am going to do this and screaming it for the mountain shot tops. That's why whenever I'm going to do something, I'm posting Facebook, I'm telling everywhere, because yeah, if yeah. I don't do it, I'm going to be embarrassed if I don't do it. So that kind of puts the pressure on me to actually do say it. That. Now, say that. Now, if I say I'm going to try, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you 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 want the uh, ten thousand dollar a year raise? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me talk to the exec team. I'll uh, I'll try. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, fingers crossed, right? <laughs> you know. But if uh, you know, it's my top performer, and they're like, yep, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go get that raise for you. You know, there's a difference there between trying and doing, and I think that is what the name of your company really really exposes. And I think more people need to understand that. Yes, there's gonna be obstacles. But it, it, a lot of it comes down to their mindset and how, you know, I guess you got to pick your, your fights, you know, like pick the things that you want to get down on or, or dirty and just get it done and move to the next level. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But, you know, like sometimes it's mindset. But I'll tell you now, like today in this world that I that I live, I mean, I've taught, I can't believe it, but I've taught tens of thousands of people around the world today mm. in person. That's amazing. It's crazy. I mean, we just yesterday, our team was going over um, some data and I'm like, does this say we've impacted over half a million people? I'm like, well, you guys are nuts. <laughs> and then, That's more awesome. well, here's the thing though. It, it's, um, it's not necessarily the level of impact. It's actually more the fact that it's still, comes from the fact that I made a decision. And then the second part of it is that I was willing. So mm -hmm. it's not necessarily always that I just make a decision. It's you have to be willing. So many people right. believe that the world is divided by like have and have nots. Yeah. Man, I, I, now today I'm so clear that the world is pretty much divided for the most part by people, by the will and will nots. Like yeah. Yeah. what are, what are, what are you really willing to do? Because they're, um, there's like this center stage that everybody has, right? And the decisions they need mm -hmm. to make, whether it's their job, their business, their employees, their marriage, uh, their friends, friendships, parents, and all different types of things. But we're not, re a lot of times we're just not willing to make the decision. We're not willing to follow through on the decision we made because in it is shame or it's someone rejecting us or it's making people mad or um, it's exposing the truth. That last one, exposing yep. the truth. Like, this is how you made me feel, or this is what happened with such and such and such. And we spend so much time doing this that for me, I'm like, because I was willing, that's it. I was like, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to tell my story. I got to. And yeah, then willing and committed. I mean, you, you executed that. That's the other thing. I mean, people, I think sometimes they get discouraged once they have that bump in the road, you know, and you have to just keep plowing through the bump in the road, ignore the, the negativity and just, you know, just you, make it happen. Do it. Yeah. You ignore it, but then you also have to know that it's going to come. I think so yeah. many people don't, they're like, Oh, well, like, if like, like I know already that when I go in and I do X, I'm going to mm -hmm. like 97% of what I'm going to try is not going to work. Yeah. It's that 3% that I'm after. It kind of goes back to, you know, how I made my first $100,000. I used to knock on doors. Did I ever tell you that? Did you know that I no, used to leave I... my house every day and go knock on 45 doors in Miami, Florida? Wow. That yeah. is, uh, every that, day. that's you... tough. I was never a door knocker myself. I've done some door knocking uh, in my past, um, especially when times were desperate in my younger years. But uh, I had more telemarketing experience in door knocking. <laughs> um, you're like, I'm not quite a door knocker, but the telemarketing, I got that wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I actually ran a door crew for probably about two years. Uh, 
with uh, newspaper sales down in uh, San Diego. So we, you know, we did pretty good up until I guess it was the San Diego Union Tribune was being sold at the time. And then my company's contract got um, cut off. And then they're like, but we don't want to lose you. We'll help you move up Sacramento. And from there, that's really when the the economy crashed and everything went downhill around the 2008, 2009-ish recession. So yeah. yeah, it was a tough, it was a tough hill. I mean, we were doing good. We were doing six uh, figures a year doing newspaper subscription sales. I mean, believe yes. it or not, that paid a lot back then. Yes, come with it. I love this. You just warmed my heart. I'm like, oh, yeah. like literally. <laughs> yeah, it's not something, you know what? It's not something I talk about probably nearly enough is what I should. But the boss I had, his name's Mike Joel and uh, also Jim Shirley, both of them, uh, I'm still good friends with uh, today. But really, Mike, I mean, he he put a lot of, coaching into me. And I have talked about Mike in the show because he was one of my first real mentors in my life in my mid twenties and, you know, rough times of my marriage. And he's somebody that taught me how to take emotion out of work, you know, emotion out of decisions because he's like, Hey Dave, I could tell when you're fighting with your wife. And I'm like, really? Why? He's like, well, you and your whole sales team don't sell nothing. You don't sell a dang thing. You know, so think about this, uh, because obviously the job was clearly commissioned back then for me and the sure. sales team. He's like, OK, you're, you're having trouble at home. You bring that trouble with work. Then you go out all day. You don't sell anything. OK, guess what happens when you get back home? Totally. Now you got problems that you left with the morning. Plus, you got more problems because you ain't got no money. Bingo. So, you know, and it, it, it took him a while coaching me through it. But he is. Really, I, I think that one thing is what was keeping me from sales greatness. Uh, one of the biggest things was that emotional part. And once I learned that and mastered that, it really put me into the next level to where, you know, once the economy worked out, instead of selling, you know, newspapers, I was able to get up to million dollar plus deals after that. You know, it was like the it wasn't the only main ingredient I was missing. Okay, there was more things. Nobody's perfect. But that was the biggest thing I I think I had to learn. And that's where that job, whether it was knocking on door, selling newspapers, I'd be for for two years. It served a huge purpose in my life. Uh, And it was one of those things that, you know, you just take it. it. It filled the void and it gave me the skills I needed to get where I wanted to be later in life. Listen to me. No wonder you and I are from the same cut and I've loved you so much. <laughs> I had no idea. I had, literally, yeah. I'm like, you know what? This makes so much sense. Here's the truth of the matter, though. Um, uh, you, you know, I love the fact that you highlighted and talked about uh, feelings and emotions. And mm-hmm. The essence of, of just uh, doing it, jumping, building, whatever it is. It's, uh, fear is the feeling that stops us. Right. And it's like every day I ask our clients and I ask myself, is fear in the driver's seat or in the passenger seat? Where is fear in the car? Because like every day we're driving a car, you know, like every day Mm -hmm. we get it and we're like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to this place or whatever it might be. Sometimes we gather some resources. Sometimes we have to push people. We slow down. We're pushing people out the car. It's another conversation. But (laughs) listen, because they got to go. They're talking too much. They're talking the wrong thing. They're they're yapping it, whatever it might be. I got somewhere to be. You got to go. 
But yeah. this thing, fear, you know, you mess around and let fear sit in the driver's seat of this car and then it just goes wherever the heck it wants. But yeah. the moments where you're clear that fear is present. I think sometimes people think that um, fear kind of leaves and goes away. And then they see like these big names and these big people and these big accomplishments. And they think that yeah. those people don't have fear. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I've been, having been many times in the room with other, with millionaires and billionaires and all things in between. Now, like everybody still gets afraid. They just don't let it win. They just don't let it drive the car. They just don't mm-hmm. let it sit in the driver's seat. And that's really actually the biggest part of it. Man, I, um, I love the fact that now I know that you're a fellow door knocker. <laughs> I feel like we have a deeper <laughs> hashtag door knockers unite. Listen, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. I saw exactly how I made my first six figures. I'm proud of it. And then you I got listen, I, it's the truth of the matter. I'm so proud of it. And I don't know that I'd be the kind of CEO or leader today if I didn't have that under my belt. Um, and really it's hard it's nitty gritty stuff that really builds character builds career especially if you're going into a sales slash business professional world i mean there's not many successful sales reps that i know um you know that hasn't had some sort of cold calling cold knocking experience while they're just getting their feet wet in sales i mean it seems like it's one of those key ingredients of some of the most successful people out there in industry and yeah and it's like allowing yourself to just be rejected for anyone who's listening listen you take a moment to plug yourself into any environment like if you want to grow you're trying to get to that next level where you're trying to accomplish x y and z it's not necessarily just about building a thicker skin it's really about mm-hmm. understanding the fact that that rejection has nothing to do with you as a human. It has everything to do with that person and where they are at this moment. And, right. and the repetition of that, man, um, it, it allows you to be clear. Like I'm hunting every day for the 3%. Like I'm going to get rejected mm-hmm. 97% of this time. That's okay. That means I'm yep. not, I could care less about the 97% because that 3%, boy, that 3% is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. You know, there's something else you mentioned earlier that I wanted to uh, jump on and it uh, it slipped my mind, but I'll, I'll, I'll circle back. Uh, and that's that you saw that there was all these people coaching that had no real life business experience. And, you know, that is a very sad fact of the the reality and that's one of the reasons why i started the show and i tell everybody usually in the uh i guess you can call it the shark bite biz green room when we talk before i hit the record button that uh you know i want the nitty gritty raw truth i don't want this to be a picture perfect painting because it's not i don't want the you know quote unquote fake advice because there are too many people and I deal with this even my my current company I think that there's people who are brilliant on paper they could tell you all the sales philosophies and everything and this and that oh David you aren't uh you're not doing this according to this methodology or that and it's it's like okay but I close million dollar deals and uh how many have you closed you know it's kind of they don't have that real world experience brilliant on paper okay they would be a good maybe a good professor to a degree but they don't have that real life experience and i will take someone who has failed a million times over and figured out how to make it work than someone that knows you know that can recite 
every word of, you know, a methodology. For sure, because experience is the only thing that actually makes us an expert. Like, right. uh, it's not the credential, it's not anything else. Experience literally is the only thing that actually makes someone an expert. It literally, for me, like, it's the only thing that qualifies you. All of the other things, um, they can't help me get to where I need to get to because you actually don't know the road. It's just that simple. Yeah. You have an idea for the road, but if you haven't walked the road, if you haven't walked the road, no, stay quiet. Yeah. Please, so so let me let me ask you a question. I know your answer already, but um, I'll ask it for fun. <laughs> let's just say let's just say um, you need uh, let's do something simple. A knee surgery, okay? Simple knee surgery. You have choice. Two doctors. One, both same university, okay? Same GPAs, all that stuff, okay? Let's just put them equal in that degree. The only difference is age. You have one that just got his uh, surgeon certificate for knee surgery, and you have the other that's been doing it for 20 years and probably has done 10,000 surgeries and saw everything humanly possible. Which one would you take? The fresh out of college, knows everything by the book surgeon, or the one that isn't as fresh, maybe with the most up-to-date tech, up tech stuff, but has seen almost everything out there and you know can get it done. Yeah, totally. Because he's going to do it. My guy's going to do it with his eyes closed. He's not even going right. to think twice about it. I think, I think that's a good analogy for, for business coaching, is it not? It is. And let me give you one step further. So thinking about, you're 100% correct. Thinking about um, the expert versus the general practitioner. So before I go, I want to make sure that yep. I ask this question to the person who is listening. Are you mm -hmm. the general practitioner or are you the expert? The general practitioner in the market, they, uh, I walk into the office, I tell, they'll call him Bob. I tell Bob, hey, Bob, my stomach is hurting. And I think I need, I don't know what to do. I think I need some medicine. Now, Bob is a nice guy. He's been our family physician forever, general practitioner. And he says, uh, you know, Tiffany, I, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure, but let's do this. Why don't you take this, you know, these couple of things and let's see you back here in, in a week, week and a half and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Now I've, I've respectively paid about $165 for this appointment. Fast forward, walking wow. down the hall, I see, we'll call him Juan because I'm from Miami. So we're going to call him Juan. And okay. uh, <laughs> yes, I know it's Bob and Juan. Here we go. So Juan, I say to Juan, now here's what's important. Juan is a GI specialist. When I walk in, it's hard for me to get an appointment. Someone has just canceled. I'm walking into his office and I'm in another five by five room, just like I was with Bob with mm -hmm. a Walmart picture on the wall. And um, Juan says to me, your stomach's hurting. Let me ask you, is it hurting here or here? And I'm like, oh, it's hurting on the right side more. Okay, great. Do you wake up in the middle of the night and such and such and such? He asked me a handful of questions. And before we're done, he goes, you know what? I need you to stop taking tomatoes, no more lemons, such and such and such. And I shouldn't have to see you again. Now, here's what's important about this lesson. Juan has charged me $535 because he's the specialist. The craziest right. part about something like medicine is that the general practitioner and the expert in the market, they actually respectively go to school for the same amount of time. The difference between the two is that they come out and they make a decision. Juan mm. makes a decision that he's the GI specialist. And because he's the GI specialist and he says he's the GI specialist, he makes specialist money. Yeah. 
Bob, as the general practitioner, Bob walks out the door and decides he's going to do family physician or general practitioner work, and he makes general practitioner money. Both of these people mm -hmm. are in the market. One is charging $165, one at 535 and the reality of it is that all it was is a decision. Yeah, when yeah. That goes back to do the damn thing in mindset. Did we just go full circle? Oh my gosh! What a way to what a way to finish a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. hey, I I've got hey, thank you so much for being on. I know a little bit press of time. I could probably talk to you at least for another eight minutes if I could, but uh, <laughs> at least eight minutes. But anyways, uh, hey, this has been great. We'll definitely get you back on sometime next year because uh, this has been an awesome conversation. You enjoy yourself. I did. You're amazing. Uh, so are you. You're more amazing. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> no, me. Let me ask you really quick, where can people digitally, and uh, please note, I said digitally stalk you. Yeah. I, and I love to be stalked. Uh, so let me just um, put that. So at Tiffany Largy, you can come find us at DTDT Nation just about anywhere. Please drop me a DM, ask a question, tag one of our team members. But more importantly, my, my last thing to you is whatever you're doing today, um, one, I ask you that you show up as the expert. Two, I ask you to tell your story. And three, I'm going to ask you to do it as many times as you can. Because if you don't tell and tell your story, someone else is going to try and then they're going to mess it up. And regardless yeah. of what you're trying to build, your story is actually like the greatest asset that you have because it's the currency Plus, on the planet. If you're the one that's telling that and you're getting that story up, I mean, you kind of control the narrative too. And that's important. Don't let others control your narrative or frame it a way that's unfavorable for you, competitor you or whoever it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't tell your own story, they go mess it up. Right, exactly. Hey, Tiffany, thank you so much for uh, coming into here today. And we'll definitely get you back on next year. Thank you. Yep. See ya. Cheers. Wow. Such an amazing interview with Tiffany. I mean, I really love her. She is so talented and such a story. It is so inspirational. But first, come on, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked those warm and fuzzies, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. And if you really want to help us out, please share us out to your network. Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret in the world of business. Get us out there to your friends, your families, your colleagues, and publish us. Get us out there in your feed, wherever you dwell on the interwebs, whether Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, nothing will help us out more than you sharing Chart Bite Biz to your network. I'd love to see Do the Damn Thing Nation, Tiffany Largy, and Shark Bite Biz out there trending. Now let's get back to our rock star guest, Tiffany, okay? And like I was saying, it was so awesome talking to her, but you know what I love most about Tiffany? authenticity she is genuine she is real best part is if you mess up she's gonna tell you <laughs> i mean too many people out there are fake and she is as real as it gets which brings me to my first point she was tired of fake coaching business people that were i, I guess you could say business people that are book smart but not real life fighting in the trenches smart she was tired of that she saw right through that 
So she went out, got that experience so that when she started coaching people, she could speak authentically to their needs, to their struggles, and really make the breakthroughs and give some of that tough love that young entrepreneurs need to hear. You can't do that if your only real exposure to business is studying people like Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone. Yes, 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 yes. I know. I hate on both of them a lot on this show. They are great business minds, but they don't represent the 99% of people that do live in that wishy-washy land that Tiffany seeks to help out by getting people to commit to achieving their dreams. Like I said in the intro, oftentimes you are your own worst enemy by sabotaging yourself. And it really just comes down to black or white, just doing the damn thing. Another point I wanted to make is Tiffany brought up and talked about, quote unquote, your story, your story as a person, as a business owner, as a company is powerful, especially in these days of personal branding, who you are, where you've been. It is important. That's one of the reasons I start every single episode off by asking people who they are, where they've been, what are they doing now, what makes them them. That is why I do that because of the fact that, again, going back to the first point I made, the authenticity of who you are so that when you speak, people listen. And they listen because they know you're speaking from experience with authority. And that is exactly what Tiffany does. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Everybody out there watching, listening, if there's one thing that you do today, please, besides liking, subscribing, and sharing out this episode, please check out Tiffany's Do The Damn Thing Nation. The links are always down below in the description. Reminder, we have some amazing episodes coming up. We just had Life of Agonies, Alan Robert on the show. We just had Brandon Wilson on the show last week. And we have some other great business leaders like Jeff Hahn. And I've been telling you about this, but we have Michael Bishop from the legendary metal band Gwar coming onto this show with some huge business news and I think this will be the first interview that we'll be doing with Michael Bishop. We're, he's actually on tour, and we're going to be recording this from the tour. So this is going to be so, so cool. And we got many more exciting episodes coming up. Question of the day. When was the last time you just did the damn thing? Leave a comment down below on YouTube now. Do you want to be on the show? Please send an email out to interviews at sharkfightbiz.com. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, do us a favor, join the channel, hit that little join button, $3 a month, you can become a baby shark. If not, make sure you check out where deadhousecoffee.com where you can get the freshest coffee known. It is roasted, sealed, and shipped within a 24-hour period to your doorstep. And did I mention it's zombie themed? Use code SHARK. You'll get 20% off. We'll get the proceeds, which allows us to keep making bigger and better shows. Hey, 
You all know this by now, but I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Fight Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story. 